0: Welcome to Live Fully, an Etha Naturals podcast. I'm Etha co-founder Victor, and with me is fellow Etha co-founder Alexander. Hey, Alex. Good morning. Morning, morning. Today, we're going to be talking about withdrawal from Kratom. Is it real? Does it exist? What's our experiences with it? So let's get started. So I was thinking, maybe we start with the science of things, or would you rather us talk about our personal experiences? uh we can to
1: do both okay so yeah I, I would say the most that i've heard about withdrawal probably comes from a couple different research reports so dr chris mccurdy at the university of florida he is specifically studying kratom alkaloids for use uh with opioid use disorder so he is very knowledgeable about the pharmacokinetics, including withdrawal of kratom
0: what i'm sorry what's opioid use disorder uh when
1: people consume too much opioids. So this is kind of typically what leads to like addiction of opioids. Mm -hmm. They can't stop, they increase their dose. And then with the, you know, a lot of times that results in fatalities where there's respiratory depression. So people Uh, stop breathing. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The the opioid epidemic that we all unfortunately know about. Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: So, but looking at Kratom in itself, Dr. Chris McCurdy has in one of his reports, I can't remember which one it is exactly, but on some of his presentation, he talks about the subjective opioid withdrawal scale, the SOS scale. And so it is kind of subjective. It's kind of researchers looking at mice or people as they consume a product. And then kind of they have criteria that's a typical... There's typical side effects of opioids, like teeth chattering, kind of locomotion. People are like jittery or there's there's a criteria that they look for. And that's kind of how they judge this withdrawal. And basically on this SOS scale, Dr. McCurdy reported that it's about nine or less than nine. And so that scale to kind of give you an equivalent caffeine reports about a nine as for as far as withdrawal on this scale.
0: Okay, Do you know what the scale is from like one to what's the i don't i want to say it's one to
1: like 30 or pretty high or like 100 like it's fairly high because there's multiple criteria to look at multiple physical systems kind of uh multiple mental systems to kind of look at and give a scale to it
0: all right we'll have nicole look it up here while we're talking (laughs) she's producing a show again today so a nine okay similar to caffeine yep Okay. And then also right.
1: from like uh, Dr. Jack Henningfield with Piney and Associates, they they did the original eight factors analysis mm-hmm. on kratom and the constituent. So the eight factor analysis is what the FDA is supposed to be doing when they're trying to schedule or look at a compound to see if it should be scheduled. Mm-hmm. And so from that eight-factor analysis, their conclusion was that kratom has no more potential for abuse compared to caffeine, nutmeg, St. John's wort, chamomile, kind of these readily available you know, herbal teas or other kind of natural products that are mm-hmm. widely available either grocery stores or health food stores.
0: Were they looking at kratom in totality or were they looking at a specific alkaloid or both? Um, these are generally
1: both. They'll look at Kratom in itself, kind of the history of use and how it's consumed. At mm-hmm. least in the eight factors analysis, looks at both kind of the research on the actual alkaloids as well as, you know, act the actual use if it's out in the public, which Kratom is.
0: Mm, okay. All right. Nicole pulled up some information and I don't understand it, so <laughs> maybe you got maybe you can understand all these things. Oh, so here here are the different These are the different measurements, so 16 different questions that they're asking from a zero to four scale. Uh, Something like, I feel anxious, not at all, all the way to extremely. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's very very much subjective. Yeah, so you can see it's
1: like Mm self-reporting, and there's everything from kind of physical symptoms to more mental conditions or kind of mental feelings about, and that's kind of why the withdrawal kind of covers that subjective, you know, I don't feel at all to like, it's extremely affecting my current present situation or kind of my feeling right now.
0: Yeah. So it's 16 times four is the, is the total number. Yeah, it is. It is high. Okay.
1: Yeah. And like, I mean, that's also, I mean, it's supported too, that while Kratom does have alkaloids that interact with opioid receptors, they interact in a different way, in a significant way that Kratom alkaloids are not defined as opioids. I mean, they have a they have a very different mechanism of action, so much so that they are different by kind of legal definition. The research shows they're different.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: also kind of the outcome, when we compare Kratom alkaloids directly to opioids, there's very different outcomes in the animal research.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a fairly common question that comes up, mm-hmm. is, you know, is it an opioid? And the assumption is it is because you know, the reports that. Cause the FDA it, lied about it basically.
1: Cause <laughs> that's true. Cause they, I mean, they, they created, they, the FDA fabricated a, 3D model, a new novel like computer model to say that it was had opioid like, so it must be an opioid. Like they literally made up their own definition of this computer simulation, and that was the only evidence they had. And they ignored actual research. They ignored the history of use. They ignored the pharmacokinetic research that was going on. It was just wild. Yeah, completely embarrassing what they did. So, but fortunately, everyone
0: everyone took it as gospel. They said, "Yeah, yeah." This the FDA says it is, so it's an opioid. seed. this this model and we and it's funny whenever you see things like that when you see like 3d renders and all that you're like oh this is real this is legit it's like no where's the what's the foundational information data to build this model oh it's just out of thin air cool yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i mean so so from the research it uh, it seems that kratom has very minor withdrawal so i mean there are definitely some effects which I mean, I would say anything in this world we can become dependent on or accustomed to. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of form habits or behaviors Mm -hmm. around it where we notice the removal of that. And so while Kratom is not likely to be abused, there are definitely withdrawal effects. And and I, I think that is also very individual. I know like for myself, it's like I drink a lot of caffeine. And I definitely notice caffeine withdrawal if I don't have my kind of morning cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. After a couple days, I'll kind of be a little more tired. I get some headaches and kind of feel irritable. Headaches, yeah. Yeah. And so, but it's
0: definitely. How does it compare to your. You've had kratom withdrawal, right? You've experienced it. Mm -hmm. So, how does it compare, caffeine withdrawal and and kratom withdrawal for you? For
1: me, kratom withdrawal is much more mild compared to caffeine withdrawal. And so. I would definitely say that when I travel and use a lot of kratom, so I'll use kratom if I'm like having a lot of back pain because I'm sitting in a plane or that at- aggravates it, and then if I'm also secondarily kind like, of using kratom for jet lags, so that energy mood boost, I can consume quite a bit of it. And then when I come home, especially if I'm using like the liquid, you know, concentrated tea during that mm-hmm. time, it's a sp- substantial amount, or I'd consider it a substantial amount, like a bottle or two, like. Maybe a bottle and a half for a day, yeah. And I come home, and then I'll notice that I'll kind of feel tired, and so I'll switch back to etha tablets for like one or two days, but then after that, I don't notice kratom as far as the withdrawal side. Yeah, you can kind stop. Of like, I forget about it very, very easily. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I use less now than I did three, five, three to five years ago, and I was really consuming a lot for my back pain. God, and it has so been
0: three to five years, hasn't it's it? It's been a long
1: time, yeah.
0: It was pre-COVID, mm-hmm. yeah, like yeah. four years ago.
1: And I've actually found some old Kratom that was, like, sitting in a in a bag, like, in my trunk of my car. So it's probably yeah. about four Did years old. It? Yeah, use it. And I actually use less of it. And so, like, the idea of, like, tolerance buildup, I think there's a lot of uh, misinformation or there's a lot of convoluted is probably a better word. There's a lot of convoluted information just because the alkaloid content changes so much from batch to batch that people aren't really consistent with the amount they're taking. Mm-hmm. So there's not a very good kind of gauge of am I taking more or less? Well, it could be the same active ingredient that people are taking, but because you know a certain batch of kratom is a little bit lower, they think they're taking more and it's variable, there's a lot of con- yeah. like confounding information to make yeah. that hard. But for me personally, I found some old kratom in a trunk that's like four years old and <laughs> definitely use less of it now than I did before so
0: yeah yeah I've had the exact same experience as you but you know everyone like you said everyone's a little bit different Uh, I can share my personal story on Kratom withdrawal Uh, you know much like you when we started this company I was using Kratom to manage severe chronic pain and we were heavily using Kratom you know three four times a day pretty high quantity three to five grams, sometimes closer to five grams, sometimes even more than that, just depending on how much pain you're in. And you guys all came to me and said, we'd love for you to do an experiment. Just cold turkey, stop taking kratom. So, you know, and do a diary, like a video diary of your experience. A vlog. yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, I've never done a vlog before. Okay, this is very weird. So anyway, we set up cameras at the house. And so I did for a week of just regular come in and you know, use Kratom as I normally do and then make a five minute video on how I feel. So there's that. And it was mostly like, you know, yeah, today's great, fine, a little bit of pain, whatever, complaining about wife and kids and work and whatever, all that stuff. But in general, I always gave a, a scale of how I was feeling physically, mentally, and that's how yeah, every video ended. And then I said, "Okay, now it's time to stop taking." Oh, and we had Aura rings too. Oh yeah, yeah. So we're uh, so, so a smart sleep. ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aura is O U R A. If anyone's interested in them, they're amazing devices. And uh, one of the things their claim to fame is that they measure sleep. Uh, they're most one of the most accurate devices out there for measuring sleep. So uh, both you know all the different kind of levels of sleep from you know REM sleep to deep sleep, and uh, so. Anyway, so we were using that device and recording every day the amount of sleep I was getting. And it was all fine, all, all pretty fine. And then stopped taking Kratom, full-on just stopped. And I was expecting, you know, some major withdrawal symptoms. But, you know, it was pain. The, the pain didn't come back immediately, either, which I was, like, pleasantly surprised. It wasn't like, okay, great, now I'm in full pain. But every day because you guys said do a week without kratom and by like the third day fourth day or whatever it was just like okay this is just I, and i'm like complaining in the video i'm like you know what i know i said i'm gonna do it for a week but i think i'm gonna go back to it this is enough we figured you know this is not good for me <laughs> so so all the pain came back but it took a couple days uh, in terms of withdrawal uh, i i'd have to read i had to watch those video again it's been you know three years or so at it was like mild headache you know like just feeling a little bit like a, I sometimes get migraines so i didn't get a migraine it was just kind of like a, a little bit of a mild headache but mostly it was my mood my mood was just down and and but it i attribute that more to just the pain coming back and the like lower energy that is always the
1: hard part yeah with stopping if you if you're in chronic pain and that's why we're using kratom it's really hard to kind of yeah associate the okay, am I just like upset now because my pain is back? Well, probably. And yeah. Then, yeah. Or is it withdrawal? Like
0: maybe, yeah, but it's... Yeah, I didn't... That was my, my uh, number one comment for the, for the for those days was, I feel very normal. I don't feel yeah. different. I'm, I'm just getting a little bit more irritable because I'm just... My pain's coming back. And then... And then by like the fifth day and now I'm like taking it on the family a little bit and, you know, I'm complaining about work more. And I'm like, okay, I'm going back. And I, I stopped it short at like five days instead of seven and made a video. I'm like, I'm back on grade up, Everything's great. <laughs> so yeah, I'm never doing this again. So that's good. So how about now? Cause it's like, uh, cause I've noticed now
1: that as I've been doing something like my kettlebell workouts and getting just back strength uh-huh. better. And if I don't, like stress my back, then there's days I wake up where I don't have pain and I just forget about Kratom completely Yeah, so don't I, don't, kratom. I mean do, yeah how do, does, how do you now that you've had your stem cell treatment so you don't have that same chronic pain mm-hmm. how, how is like stopping Kratom now for you? or do you notice it? do you?
0: Uh, the thing I'd notice is mood and energy, so you know, I just feel like it's a little bit harder to get going. I, I mean I have a super busy and stressful life like purposely done so i love it this way but i like getting a lot of things done i like waking up early and just hitting it hard and working out hanging out with the kids doing chores working at the business all of it all needs to be done right now and i love being busy and if i don't take kratom it's like i think equivalent to folks with coffee and and caffeine i think when they don't get their morning coffee they're just dragging a little bit more and i i realize that that's happening and then i'll get to the office And I'm just a little bit more like lethargic, you know, and, and Nicole will ask like, you know, do you need five minutes or are you ready to go? And I'm like, no, I need like, give me like five or 10 minutes. (laughs) And I had to take Kratom. I just, that's, that's when I noticed that I forgot to take Kratom that morning. And it happens often. Like, like you said, you just don't remember when you don't have chronic pain, you know, smash you going, Hey, maybe you should take that Kratom now. So I don't have that anymore, which is thank God I don't have that, but you know, now it's a, a different reason. And I tried this morning, instead of taking Kratom this morning, I had a, I got a haircut and they have coffee there. So I had a big cup of coffee and went about my day. And when I got to the office, I was not feeling as good. And it's just, it's not, it's not the same. I don't, it, it's like um, Kratom for me, gives me energy, but it also, it like gets me motivated. Mm-hmm. I want to do stuff and I'm in a better mood about it. So I can take, I can take on more stress and I can do more. When I drink coffee, I just feel like a little bit of a buzz, but my mood isn't affected and I'm not as motivated. So it's like, it's not, it's not the same for me. So I, I don't know. I, yeah, I much I prefer having Kratom than, than coffee in the morning, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know. I mean, coffee, I really do coffee for the taste. Like, I don't know. The least I like, think yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I like the smell, the taste and that side. I don't necessarily feel more awake after it, but definitely, I mean, kratom is what if I'm like really dragging in the morning, super tired, and like I'm not gonna like get up and do some yard work or do that's Mm -hmm. that's where like okay, I'll take a little bit of kratom, I'll kind of get my tea going, and then like that's when then that kratom actually helps me do more things. Yeah, where coffee for eight just seems to be like a enjoyment of the flavor and the ritual and kind yeah. of the okay i'm gonna take this make this cup of coffee then i'm gonna go sit over here in this like chair for like 10 yeah. minutes and just sit here the warm That's beverage it. too yeah. it's
0: like oh it's nice it's comforting it's ritualistic you know you're like oh yeah get this thing done yeah but like if you were about to go out on an adventure what would you do would you do kratom or would you do coffee 100 uh, percent kratom
1: yeah. yeah absolutely
0: but you'd find a coffee place because it's fun to have some coffee too yeah or be like, <laughs> like oh yeah exactly you know yeah well, combining two, do you do both?
1: Um, not. I mean, in my body I combine both all the time, but like I never actually add kratom to my coffee or vice versa. It's kind of like they're they're definitely acquired taste. They're definitely very bitter on their own, but I've not really combined much together.
0: Yeah, I I do it often cuz I'm always making yeah, some weird the- concoctions. So, but no. Um but I don't notice it in terms of like the effect. I don't feel better when I do that versus just create them alone. So, I just do it because it's fun. So, <laughs> like, ooh, what does this taste like? And coffee does. I, you know, acquire taste for sure, but you definitely enjoy. You get to the point where you're like, this is delicious, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, Anyway, anything else you want to share? Any? Did we miss any of the science stuff that we should share with uh, our our lovely listeners?
1: Um. Yeah. I mean, there is quite a bit that mccurdy is doing on the research and because like he always refers to kratom as like this symphony of alkaloids working together and that's why and that and this is more specifically towards kind of if we go back to that subjective opioid withdrawal scale you'll see there's multiple i don't know conditions or there's multiple areas of someone's life that they notice that that would draw, from the mental to the physical. Mm -hmm. And that does correlate to why Kratom is so helpful for us is because it does have multiple interactions with different receptors. So there is that opioid receptor partial agonism that kind of helps with the pain side. There's also some of the alpha anginergic receptor, which seems to be a lot of uh, potential reason of why people have some of these withdrawals from other opiates and that Mm. side. So there's a lot of complication to the cascade effect. And it seems like there's a lot of nuances to multiple kind of alkaloids helping in different areas, which is Mm -hmm. kind of the the interesting part about Kratom and just how complex it is.
0: Yeah. I think for me, I... um... I try to stick with whole leaf kratom when, if I'm going to be using it regularly and, and at high quantity. I have personally, I've had no issues with withdrawal or tolerance build up or anything like that. It's just, it's a great feel, you know, and uh, I can take it as often as I want for years on end and it's perfectly fine. If If anything, I'm a better person for it. But some of these like extract or concentrated stuff, I, I like to occasionally use those things. I think when I use it regularly, I have issues, especially with headaches and kind mm. of uh, head high feelings. I don't like that too much. Yeah. I mean, I would say that when I start to
1: notice the effects of Kratom, like on those little extract shots, that's when I start to get more of the less desirable effects, like the nausea, the side effects. And, in, and that's what I think, I think that's kind of a commonality that when people try to use more Kratom or if they're trying to say, I don't know, get something else out of it besides just kind of getting back to your normal life, that's when I think things start to kind of mm-hmm. When you amp unravel. yourself up. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of like, and there's more issues and there's just a lot of that side. So, I mean, always using responsibly and kind of, because I think anything can be misused if you mm-hmm. really try. And that's... And I think there's, you know, there's other things going on if that's the case that starts to happen. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, whole leaf looking to kind of just get back to a normal life and kind of do what you normally do Mm -hmm. with that goal is very hard to notice kind of the negative effects from Kratom.
0: Yeah. But if you have an occasion and you want that, you know, crank up that engine, (laughs) you know. A concentrated shot, all those are, are great, great yeah, ways of I, doing yeah, it
1: for traveling for me. I love it when I go on super long hikes and it's kind of like a tiny little bit of just, uh, so convenient. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, versus carrying a bag of tablets or powder or whatever <laughs> capsules you can just whoop, whoop a little two ounce thing and you're good to go or less. So, yeah. All right. I think that covers it. All right. Thanks as always, Alex, for sharing, uh, all your wisdom and knowledge and Doing the hard work of looking at all these super boring, boring to me, not boring to you, <laughs> research, uh, and in, it, would, uh, it would be nice if information
1: was easier to come across. I mean, just looking at, I mean, most headline, most headlines that we read are just so inaccurate from the actual article itself, let yeah. alone getting down to the actual data. So it's just, it is frustrating from consumer side of trying to analyze and get to some kind of semblance of information and data and kind yeah. of make a judgment
0: on it it's no everyone just needs an alex in their life and you're good so here's <laughs> here's the research can you please tell me what this means <laughs> in layman terms please oh anyway thanks as always for that alex and uh, i personally appreciate it. i'm sure everyone that's listening appreciates it too so uh a little bit of science a little bit of learning for everybody so now you know what is uh, qu- a withdrawal. Well. Now you can listen to this podcast for all the information. And of course, we're going to refer to a blog. We always do. It's in the description with more information. And of course, thank you. Thank you to all of you for tuning in and getting more insight on Kratom and, and uh, withdrawal symptoms. Uh, and of course, we hope you, uh, you enjoyed hearing about our personal experiences. And hopefully that was helpful in some way. If you've learned anything or enjoyed yourself, we would really appreciate it if you supported the show by shopping at ethanaturals.com. For all your creative needs uh, it always means a lot to us uh, today's topic was brought to us by you guys and we appreciate it. if you have anything you'd like us to cover in future episodes please reach out to us on social media at Naturals. we also do a lot of uh, deals and special releases on social media uh, and we share some fun photos too so check us out there uh, you can also just email us at podcast at and let us know what you'd like us to talk about Until next time, I'm Victor.
1: I'm Alexander.
0: And as always, live live fully. fully.